guys quick intro before we get into today's topic all right so the giveaway that i did on my instagram which is the dyson whole set guys it's not just the blow dryer it's like the whole set um i did it on friday and i will be announcing the winner this upcoming saturday at 11 p.m uh central standard time so make sure you guys go to the provocative instagram page tag a friend make sure you don't tag the same friend because that will get you disqualified and yeah guys that's the best way to join the giveaway and the main part we did the giveaway was because we hit 20k on instagram which is very hard to do nowadays with just like organic growth um but i just want to say thank you because now we're at we are at 30k in like a week so um so it's been amazing so i just want to say thank you guys so much so the main reason i wanted to do this giveaway was just to thank you guys like i am not sponsored by this giveaway so i actually went and bought the dyson myself i don't even have one okay so one of you lucky ladies is gonna get it so make sure you guys go um check that out all right and then this week is gonna be super busy as it's my birthday week uh i turned 28 on saturday sunday and so we have the bad bunny concert on thursday which should be a lot of fun um, we have friday as a rest day to recover from the bad bunny concert and then saturday we have um grupo firme which uh my latinos know it's a, a band um, that's coming here in houston and we're really excited about that um and then following that i'm hosting my birthday at a club here in houston called sakai so if you guys want to join me for my birthday, come to Sakai. Um, it's going to be probably be showing up Saturday around 11 p.m. So I will be posting a flyer here this week. So just make sure you guys stay in tune um, to my Instagram. So, yeah, busy, busy week, a lot of partying. So I'm going to try to reply to as many of you girls as I can on my DMs and stuff. But if I don't, just know that that is the reason why. So anyways, all right, let's get into today's uh, topic. So we have a guest today. And I'm gonna introduce him. All right, so our guest today is Dan Lorenko. Hello, Dan. What's up? All right, so he is the CEO and co-founder of Ghost, the world's first lifestyle sports nutrition brand. And Ghost kind of falls into Ghost Lifestyle, Ghost Energy, Ghost Gamer, and now Ghost Wellness. Because wellness is the rec most recent one you guys did, right? We're getting older. I keep like, <laughs> keep taking care of ourselves, you know? All right, so before we go into Ghost, because we're going to talk a little bit about Ghost and your role in there, I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, where did you grow up? Uh, Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. Northeast kid. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, Connecticut's an interesting state. You're like halfway between Boston and New York. Uh, I grew up right in the middle, uh, wrong side of the tracks and a lot of money, multifamily homes, okay. you know? Um, but one of those places that you can't wait to get the hell out of, but when you're an adult, you're like, you know what? It's actually pretty dope. Pretty yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you go to school there? Yep. Yeah, okay. I mean, all through high school. And then uh, after high school, I went to flight school. So I was a pilot before sports nutrition. Um, I wish I knew that I was going to ask you about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I left for flight school and then I went back um, to Connecticut to finish my undergrad. I was flight instructing, ended up flying like some, you know, private planes, like turboprops, a lot of small jumps to the islands up there. So like Nantucket, Martha's Vineyard. Um, if you're from the Northeast, you know, you know, mm -hmm. um, and look, sports nutrition, working out fitness as a hobby. There's not really a lot of hobbies you can have when you're an on-call pilot. Uh, you know, you can't drink, you can't like go to the beach for a day, have a beer with your, like whatever they might call you to fly. So, mm -hmm. um, working out is a logical kind of thing to kind of gravitate towards after being like a high school athlete. And, you know, one thing led to another, boom, uh, fast forward 20 years later and I've had a whole life in fitness and sports nutrition is pretty crazy. Yeah. Why did you leave? doing the pilot stuff? Uh, well, uh, I was 23, 24 years old. Uh -huh. And again, on call all the time. That's a tough lifestyle. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, I was dating a girl who, uh, a, little, a little older than me, and being a 24-year-old guy, I had no idea that I was being vetted for, like, husband material kind of thing. Okay. Um, but, like, look, it's, it's, like, frustrating, I'm sure, for, for anyone, you know. Uh, if we're supposed to go out to dinner Saturday night, uh, as fate would have it, right, two hours beforehand, dispatch is going to call, say, I got to go, go fly. And if you yeah. like me, I'll get a second chance. If you really like me, I'll get a third chance. But at some point, you know, enough's yeah, enough. Yeah, and so, yeah, look, that relationship ended. And I think I was just kind of over, I just realized, like, look, this is going to happen for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I can't be the, the man I want to be. I can't be a friend, uh, boyfriend, partner, you know, whatever um, like that. There's a joke amongst pilots about 
AIDS, aviation induced divorce syndrome. Like everyone's divorced, right? Pilots. Dang. Um, and so I just looked at that and I was like, you know what? I want to try something else for a little bit. And uh, I had started um, like working on the side with the company, um, Cellucor. They were just starting. They had like 15, you know, employees. That's it. They were, had no distribution yet. And I just started working with them on the side, helping them get into some local mom and pop supplement stores. Uh, and, you know, I got to know them on the phone pretty well. Told them like, hey, like I'm finally graduating school um, and I'm not sure if I want to fly. I'm like looking at other opportunities. I don't, I don't know. And uh, they made me a job offer and I, I took it starting in like kind of market dev for those guys in the Northeast. And I always intended to go back to flying, you know, um, and I guess like the long story short, November 2010 had a weird idea for a product, C4. Everyone knows what happened to yeah. C4 after that, right? I mean, it's blown up and it's amazing what those guys have continued to do with that brand. Um, but after that, you know, I never So went. you were with them, part of mm -hmm. that with the C4? Yeah. Okay. And after that, like, there's no going back to flying, right? You just came up with like, yeah. you know, it was a, it was a monster, a monster skew and life changing for a lot of people. And for me, it just definitely put me on a path that got us here today. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you think that you could still fly a plane now? Yeah. I, I haven't gone, I haven't flown in a couple of years, like with ghosts, you know, being so crazy, but it's kind of on my to-do list to get back into it. I mean, I've got over 3,200 hours in my logbook. I instructed for, you know, 18, like a lot, a lot of time. Yeah. Right. So whatever the saying is about becoming a master or expert, like I've definitely kind of done those things. So yeah, if, uh, if we're on a plane and something goes wrong, I got you. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you left, so we started working with Cellulcore when you were what, like 20, yeah, 24, 25, 25. maybe. Okay, yeah. okay. So how, how long were you with them? Uh, till the end of 2014. Okay. You know, and um, like, look, you know, my best buddy, Ryan uh, Hughes, who's now, you know, co-founder of Go CMO. Um, you know, for a long time, like probably a lot of friends, we always talked about business ideas. Yeah. Like so many different ideas and nothing ever stu stuck. Nothing was really like an all-in moment for us. Um, but we started talking about kind of this idea to do a sports nutrition brand or like if we did, like what was wrong with the industry and how we would do it differently and whatever. And, you know, there's one night in Las Vegas, 2013 after Olympia, like we had this tradition where every Saturday night, Dan and Ryan would throw a party. Mm -hmm. He was with BSN. I was a cellular, but it had nothing to do with our brands. It was like just Dan and Ryan's our personal party. And we've all had one of these nights where you have a great table, tons of people come out, like just good vibes, great music, good everything, right? Everything kind of aligns up. And what we couldn't help but notice that night, we had a lot of big names in sports nutrition out with us, whatever the word was before influencer, like athlete, I don't know, like they, yeah. all those people were there and we were just watching them like take pictures. And in every picture, they always hide their drinks because they can't be seen drinking. They yeah. can't be seen out of the club. All they do is work out and eat chicken breast yeah. all day, 24 seven. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we just realized like, this is stupid. Like they would be so much more relatable just telling the truth. So what if we like created a brand where like the premise was the marketing is there's no marketing mm -hmm. to tell the truth, this whole fake perfection that sports nutrition and fitness for a long time portrayed. None of that's true. Everybody like, you know, work hard, play hard. They want to look and feel your best to go live your life wherever that is on the physique spectrum, on the lifestyle spectrum, doesn't matter. It's personal. Mm -hmm. So like, but why not create a brand for everybody in that regard? And that was really the kind of inspiration for ghost. And, you know, after, you know, some things happened at Cellucor, I left in 2014, it was time to go. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. And I mean, back in the day, that's how it was though. Like I remember even before I started working with you guys, I was like 18 getting, well, I was in 18, 19 when I was first started getting into like Instagram and fitness, but you couldn't really post anything that wasn't like straight. I'm going to the gym, eating chicken breast and broccoli because yeah. you wouldn't be taken serious. Back it was in, in Ryan's contract. You couldn't be shown drinking. Yeah. It was crazy. It yeah. was crazy back in the day. So I remember when you guys, I mean, I've been with you guys since you first started. Yeah. And you day guys, one right here. Yeah. So you guys were like, this is what we want for the brand. I was like, okay, this is nice because as a female who's a natural athlete as well, like it was very hard working with companies, supplement companies that wanted you to look a certain way. And it's like, I just don't look that way. I would have to, I would have to be miserable or taking something or just like, this is not the lifestyle that I want. I, like for me, it was more of like, okay, I want to look feminine, but fit. And the brands pushed more. Okay. You need to look like a freaking bikini athlete all the time. And it like, it sucked that it was like that. So when ghost started up and you guys were like, okay, this is a lifestyle. I was like, okay, I, I really like you know, this. I remember that first phone call. Yeah. Me and Ryan were sitting in a glass box at WeWork. <laughs> we had like one other team member. That's it. That's how small ghost was at the time. 
And uh, you were talking about kind of your experience in the industry, how you'd kind of just gotten, I think, your first contract with another brand. Mm -hmm. But there was a, this inherent pressure on you to compete yeah. and be in that shit. And we're like, yeah, we don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, if anything, like, um, we love and embrace all of your looks and the lifestyle that goes with that. And that's what we want to share. And that's yeah. what we want to promote. Because we all do the up and down thing. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's got seasons of their life, seasons of their fitness. Like, who cares? Yeah. Right. It's about, like, being happy and whatever that means in the moment. No, so. I agree. It's, I think it's really cool that, and we never, with Ghost, like this was all about me and a friend setting out to kind of do something a little different in an industry and category and with a product that we love. We never had any expectations of like, oh, we can make an impact or, oh, we can make all this money. But like, it's really cool. I think if there's one thing that I think Ghost has done, you look back and I think the world is much more transparent now. Yeah, I agree. Everyone, it's it's like a known thing. Like, yeah, like, yeah, we, we may go party we may and it's not even about drinking or any of that but like you know we, we want to go live our life to the fullest but yes we also can have a um you know a uh ins inspirational physique or or what yeah. have you or be an expert you no know? i agree i agree okay so let's get into ghosts a little bit and i know you brought up ryan all right so because you guys started the brand together what about ryan made you confident enough to be like okay this is the guy that i want to do business with uh i was always on the business side, right? So I was like a number two, like a top exec at, at my prior company. Ryan was really like the face of fitness for his. So he was on the athlete ambassador side. Mm -hmm. He also, out of almost every athlete um, that I've ever met, he had a really great eye for his own brand, how he carried himself, like just the stupid things, like logo, consistency, color. He just, he got it, right? He just got it. Um, and I think like, you know, with him having that background, it also is kind of a, um, a credibility thing. So yeah, I've got the business and he's got the kind of like the athlete background. He's an IFBB pro, the first one in men's physique. Mm -hmm. It seems like a great person to kind of partner up with when going in sports nutrition. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that it would have been harder for you guys to start a brand if you didn't have like prior knowledge, like working with Cellucor? Yeah, I think that's good life advice or business advice for anyone, right? Yeah. I think I get so many DMs from people like, hey, I want to start a sports nutrition brand. Like, do you have any advice? And honestly, some people hate when I say this, but yeah, go work in the industry. Yeah. Go learn, go learn the trade, learn the category, learn what you like, what you don't like, what you want to do, what you want to avoid doing. And right. I don't know how else to do that outside of being a core user of the products and maybe even working in the industry. You know? No, I agree. Because I think, you know, I've had friends who are like, I'm going to start a supplement brand company. I'm like, you have no knowledge. Just ask why. Yeah. It's so funny when you go, why? Yeah. And people like get offended sometimes, yeah. but like your why defines everything. It should define everything that you do. Yeah. And I really believe like today, no matter if it's sports nutrition or any kind of product out there, like people want to know who's behind their products and they want to know what's motivating them. I think that that's actually pretty true. And again, like, you know, Ryan and I, in, in some respects, we're ahead of the curve, just wanting to share all that. And I think the world kind of trend caught up to us. We're like, yeah, people enjoy the behind the scenes. They want to know who and why and where, like, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. I think with you guys too, it's not so much, you guys had just a different idea. Like, okay, we want to make a brand that's about a lifestyle and not bodybuilding so much anymore. And I think people are just like, when they think about starting a uh, supplement brand, they're like, oh yeah, it's just for the muscles. And they have no idea yeah. everything that goes behind it. And I just, it's so obvious, right? Mm -hmm. I actually, it's funny because people say I don't give ourselves enough credit, but like, I think, I don't think we're that smart. I think like what we just did is, is just tell people the truth. This was already going on. So why, yeah. why nobody like had the kind of guts to just go out there and say, yo, this is how it is. This is who we are. This is who all my friends are. Yeah. Right. Cause that's all, all we really want to do is take that experience, like our own experiences of going to the gym with your friends and then hanging out or whatever it is and just like share that at scale. Yeah. Right. And I mean, that's, you know, now you can throw business words, community and all engagement. Yeah, sure. But that's all we were doing Yeah, is just sharing what was already going on just on a bigger platform. Yeah. And then I heard you say that in your last interview, but about how you're like, it's not that smart, but you have to think, especially back in the day, social media wasn't as big as it is now. And people, even to this day, look at TikTok. you take a trend. What you, what do you do? You copy the trend. People just wanted to copy each other because, okay, that's working. Whereas you guys took a whole new idea and we're like, okay, well, let's try this out. We don't know if it's going to work out, but you guys took that yeah. risk, you know? So a lot of, I think a lot of people, even though like you said, it was like, oh, it's for us. It was like, why have, why hasn't anyone done it? I think it was more people were not thinking outside the box like you guys did. Yeah. Look, life's short. You got to do what you want to do. And most importantly, I guess the other part of partnering with Ryan, right? You got to do 
who you want to do it with. Right. You know, I say all the time, like, who you go to battle with is everything. I know it's kind of like a, a bumper sticker at this point, but that's really true. No, you know, so for us, it was all about if we were going to go into sports nutrition, how do we want to do it? How do we want, like, how would we want to be able to interact with a brand? What would we want that brand's point of view to be? Or, or how are they share? And all we did was create a brand that we wish already existed. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When we talk about people wanting to get in the industry or, like, asking their why, the question I sometimes wonder myself is like, if a ghost brand had already existed, would we even be here? Yeah. Right. But it didn't. So we, that's why we wanted to bring it to the world. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So what was the number one focus um, that you guys had when you first started the brand? Was it marketing? Was it getting the flavor? Like what was your number one focus? Survive. Survive. <laughs> yeah. I mean like all entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, it took a, it took more time and more money and, and more energy than we thought it was to bring the product to market. When we launched, we, you know, look, we only launched a pre-workout and amino acids, you know, BCAs. We didn't have protein because we couldn't, you know, afford it. Uh, we crashed a website on like day one. It was just, you know, yeah, out of the blocks, new company, you know, challenges. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, priority number one was it was just to obviously kind of survive. And and then from there, it was like, look, like we, we really wanted to bring the collabs to market. That was like something that I was very passionate about. No one had ever done it before. Again, that was one of those things I thought was so obvious. You look at sneakers, you look at the grocery store, you see a lot of brands kind of working with each other, bringing, you know, Girl Scout cookies, cereal, and Oreo ice cream. And, like, those are those are all collapsed, mm-hmm. just like what we're doing. Yeah. So we really wanted to make that happen, but we had to get to a place where we had the infrastructure and just, like, the ability or credibility to, to bring those out. Yeah. Did you – was there ever a point – because, like you said, you just came out with Legend and BCAs, which are Aminos, guys um, – was there ever a point where you guys were like, okay, no, we need to wait till we have protein and all these other subs? Like, why did you guys decide to just run with those two things? Well, again, like we always wanted, we had the proteins done. Um, we just couldn't afford to bring them out. Yeah. You know, actually a story I haven't really told before. We actually had a different manufacturer for protein out of the blocks that like literally two months before launch declared bankruptcy based on stolen money. So, I mean, there's a lot of hardships going into ghost where, yeah. um, you know, at some point there needs to be like a tell all, but but yeah, we, you know, we had to just push forward with what we had. We had to, you know, sell those products to keep the company going and kind yeah. of fuel the next thing and the next thing. Yeah. So yeah, we had those two and we just, you know, had to go. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think, you know, a lot of people sometimes they try to like do so much or like they think that they're not capable of like, okay, well, I just have one product. So I'm going to wait till I have like five products to launch and said, you know, just launch that one product and see yeah. how it goes, you know, yeah. and that's what you guys did. Look, everything in life, like you got to take it bite size, day by day. You know, even the biggest goals or long term goals, it doesn't matter how committed you are to it. You got to win today to get to tomorrow. Yeah. So I think like when we first launched Ghost, it was definitely that's definitely the mindset. I think like our mindset has definitely evolved over the years, right? Because you go from this killer be killed entrepreneur spirit. You know, I was probably in the comments back in the day, very much with that mm-hmm. with that mindset. Where now, like you kind of get to cruising altitude. You're like, all right, like now we can kind of think bigger about. What, what else we want to accomplish? What are some new ideas? How can we even help others? Yeah. Where, you know, day one, it's kill or be killed. Yeah. No. Okay. So were you ever scared that this new lifestyle brand would not be accepted in the fitness community? Um, no, I don't think I was. Because again, like this was just what everyone I knew was doing. Right. You know, no one was sharing it. But I think our, our hope was in launching Ghost that we could give others the confidence to be like, yeah, that's me too. Yeah. Whether or not they're going to be confident enough to post it or talk about it or just behind the scenes, be a fan or a customer, you know, consumer of the content. The goal was always like, Hey, we're just going to tell it like it is, but I don't think we worried about it working or not. I think, um, you know, some things always have to go right, but it was always, I don't know. I think we always knew, we always knew that there was a market for this. Yeah. No. Okay. You still got to go execute though. That's no, always yeah. the thing. You, got, you still got to go do it the right way. Yeah. Um, all right. So most recently you guys partnered up with Anheuser-Busch for a new range of products, which include Ghost Energy, Ghost Gamer, and you guys have also collabed with big names such as Oreo, Sour Patch Kids, and many others. What have you done to make those kinds of connections? Yeah. I mean, honestly, you got to show up and put yourself in position, mm-hmm. right? I think... From day one of the brand, we always really took things like organization and like crossing T's, dotting I's, compliance, quality, legal, all the boring stuff. We took all that really seriously because we knew like, hey, like our goal is to be in a room with Sour Patch Kids. Our goal is to be in a room with people like Anheuser-Busch. And when we sit down with them, we better have our stuff together. So, you know, you got to kind of prepare for those moments. And then like, look, like from the collab, um, the licensing perspective, 
you know, Warheads was the first brand to ever give us the opportunity. December 1st, 2016, Ghost Legend, Warheads Watermelon. That was the very first in the industry. And that was hard because a lot of what led up to that, like everyone understood what me and Ryan were talking about. They understood the vision of Ghost. They, they understood what we were trying to do. But what we had to kind of overcome was the taboos of sports nutrition. Because you Google pre-workout, what do you see? Yeah. You don't see this lifestyle brand. You see veins on veins marketing, bodybuilding, you know, um, TNA, like whatever. Mm-hmm. So like we had to kind of overcome, I think, the history or the tradition of the industry to get these brands to give us the opportunity. Yeah. We finally did that. Warheads launches. The sky doesn't fall. Everyone's excited. From there, it's like a snowball effect, right? You know, you go to Sour Patch Kids, you go to these other brands, you know, Welch's Grape or like Sonic Cherry Limeade was, was one after that too. And hey, here's a case study of what we're doing. Here's the impact it's had. Here's the sales. And you kind of start to have a story together a little more. Mm-hmm. But that first domino is always the toughest. Yeah, no, because I mean, it's amazing what you guys have. And I remember first talking to you, you were like, I want, my goal with Ghost is to do these collabs. And I still didn't see your vision. And then I think it was like, what, two years ago when we were, two or three years ago when we were in Vegas and you were like, yeah, I'm working on this and this. And I was like, holy crap, like mm-hmm. he's doing it. Like, yeah. this is crazy. Cause you don't, I mean, you see like a lot of brands who are like, you know, they have the cookies and cream and they have these flavors, but they don't have the collabs like you guys have. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, look, it's been a huge differentiator and big driver of trial for us. But I think the lesson, again, is like kind of stick, you know, stay true to your vision, stick to your guns. And, you know, if you do that, good things happen. As far as like how the Anheuser-Busch thing happened um, in like late 2018, the head of sales for North America sends me and Ryan a cold email. Says, hey, guys, uh, big fan of your products. I buy them at GNC. Uh, I don't know if you have any aspirations of getting to the beverage space, but I work for Anheuser-Busch and we should talk. The funny part is this. We had just started beginning development work on energy drinks completely unrelated to this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were thinking like, Hey, like if we can build a a cool energy drink that has some efficacy and innovation, just like the rest of our products, maybe we can bring the collabs over. This could be a home run. So when he kind of sent that email again, it's just another, you know, you got to put yourself in position to win. Um, and look, some things have to go right. Like I said as well. So, you know, we met with the Anheuser-Busch, you know, they were really excited about what we were doing and how we could apply it to the energy drink category. We launched them. Obviously, it's you know it's gone off beyond my wildest dreams. I never would have thought, you know, uh, it would be as big as it is today. Um, that guy who sent the email last July got um, promoted to CEO of North America for Anheuser Busch. So it's amazing to know that top down over there, we've got you know fans and, and friends that support the brand. Yeah, no, that's great. Do you think that like you know it's important, like you said, to position yourself in those places, but. Have there been a lot of different opportunities that you guys have like taken meetings and like, okay, this doesn't feel right. We shouldn't do this. Like, have you experienced that? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. I mean, number one, a lot of, you know, if you work with everybody and you collab with everybody, then it's not special anymore. Right. So there's been a lot of opportunities that's kind of come, come across my desk over the years, as far as like some collab opportunities or ideas. And I was like, that doesn't, I didn't even like that brand in its first life. It doesn't deserve a second in (laughs) protein or or pre-workout. And then on the business partner front, yeah, same thing. I mean, there have been, you know, entire countries or regions that we've actually chosen not to launch because kind of didn't get a good feeling uh, or have confidence in or or the trust, you know, in in kind of launching across the world. People are going to be a custodian of your brand or got to take care of your brand when I can't see everything. So that's important. Like, you know, pay attention to the vibes. Personal professional, that's number one. Yeah, okay. All right, last with Ghost. What has been the biggest challenge you guys have faced within the brand? Uh, I, man, I think I think people is always the hardest the hardest part. You know, we have always tried to lead by example mm-hmm. and do right by everybody, but not everyone's going to appreciate that. And I think that's a, a kind of cynical or, or bad life lesson that you learn over the years. But you know, you just got to kind of heads down and, and try to treat everyone right. We try to build a, a team of people that you know, I love that, love the brand and that, you know, I would take a bullet for and that they would take a bullet for us. Um, so internal or external partner or team or whatever, it's always just kind of all the different personalities and kind of goals and agendas and just kind of balancing all of that, Mm -hmm. especially when you are trying to lead by example and do the right thing. Some days that can be, that can wear on you a little bit. Yeah. I was going to say that I would say people too, even like with me, I mean, my team is very small, but (laughs) 
things can go bad with people really quickly. Well, you so, care. Yeah, because you you're care. Inve you're invested. You're yeah. invested, right? And so you want to make sure everyone is treated right. And just like, I mean, as a human, like sometimes you let your emotions kick in. And if you don't know how to communicate well with other people, like that can also be an issue. For you, I know like, you know, Go started out small. Now it's like grown so big. How do you manage being a leader and then also like a friend? Do you try to separate those two in the office? Yeah, I do try to separate them. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's yeah. hard because so much of Ghost is a very personal statement. Yeah, You know, we've been inspired by um, a lot of things that we know and love and use every day. There's a lot of, even the genesis of the brand, right? It was just me and a buddy. Yeah. So because so much of Ghost is so personal, that can sometimes be hard. But- I think that, you know, as CEO, uh, as you probably know, like you're a chief everything officer, mm -hmm. you got to wear a lot of hats. So some days I got to be the friend. Some days I got to be the boss. Yeah. Some days I got to be a therapist. Some days I got to be a marriage counselor. Like who knows? Right. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I love all that and I'm, I'm here for it. And, uh, my Gemini ass can handle it. So, <laughs> Oh, you are a yeah. Gemini. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. You could definitely handle it. I just it. opened up a can of worms there. <laughs> oh, damn, dad. I didn't know you were a Gemini. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like you though. You're yeah. good. Okay. All right. Let's get into some personal questions. All right. From what I see, you don't really post a lot on social media. Is there a reason for this? I have no excuse. I've got like a content team and crew that like follow me around yeah. on the camera. I just... Yeah, I don't, there's not really a reason. Okay. I think that um, so much of my life is very public because of Ghost that, you know, sometimes myself, I like to be on the more private side. Yeah. And a lot of my social media is so kind of geared towards professional or semi-professional stuff anyways. Yeah. Um, but I definitely need to do a better job. Well, I was just wondering if there was like a reason. I mean, I completely understand you. Like even now, like, you know, my job is to be an influencer, but sometimes it can really take a toll on you. I'm like, okay, some of my personal stuff, I just want to keep to myself. But at the end of the day, people want to know all your personal stuff. That's how they get emotionally connected to you. Um, but it can be very overwhelming sometimes. But I didn't know if for you, like you were just like, you know, I know there's some people who are like, I want to start this brand and then I don't ever want people to really know who I am. And I didn't know if that was like the case for you. No, I want to be as accessible as, you know, as possible. Yeah. Right. So, um, I really do try to get back to everybody and like, I'm act, try to be active in the comments on our, on our post. I think a lot of time and energy goes into everything that ghost is doing and I'm very involved in that. So when it comes time for my personal social, I just don't really care. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't really care about the personal popularity contests or, or any of that stuff. So that's number one. I think, you know, the other side of it is outside of just sharing ghost related content, like my, you know, from a personal life perspective, there's been a lot of changes over the years. And, and a lot of my personal life has been so tied to ghost mm -hmm. that maybe the lack of kind of consistency or lack of just, I don't know, thinking about all that. I've kind of just backburdered my own social, but again, I, I know I've got no excuse. So I need to do a better job. I was just wondering, I don't know. It could have been personal thing. <laughs> all right. So, from what I know, okay, this is what this is why I got this question. Okay, most guys, for the most part, purchase an expensive car as one of their first luxury purchases. I don't think you have like a super. You don't drive like a Lamborghini or anything like that, right? Is no. there a reason you haven't purchased a super expensive car? Um, look, first and foremost, I'm just not flashy. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest flex is not having a flex. Okay, but if you are a car person. Heck yeah, get it. Like yeah. get get whatever you want. Yeah. I just don't have any like strong convictions of like, oh, I really want to buy this or buy this for myself. Like I'm not a watch guy either. I don't, you know, I'm yeah. on a watch. So I just uh I don't know. I mean I know I can, but I just yeah. don't don't really care. So So what is your thing, you would say? Life. Life. Yeah. I think you for know, you it was like Yeah, I don't know. Having a good time with friends. Yeah, experiences. Yeah. yeah. Look, I never thought I'd be here. Mm -hmm. So I think being able to take care of me and mine is is first and foremost and you know, I'd rather, I don't rather spend money on friends and experiences and all that. And, you know, yeah, no, but I'm, yeah, I guess if, you know, if, if one day I want, a car, I don't, yeah, it's, just, I was it's, just not, it's just never been important to me. No, I don't yeah. know. It's hard. Yeah. Which it's not, it's not always important to everyone. But Look, when I got, when I got my first big check, like a, like a big check, uh, uh, a, a partner hit me up goes, yo, like I need the life update. Like just get a house. What exotic car did you get? And I was like, dude, my life hasn't changed at all. Like my day-to-day -day life of how I go about my things, but I'm just not that person. So, yeah. but I don't know. I live in Vegas, right? So I see people out there trying to flex their cash all the time. And so what I've also learned over the years is usually the ones flexing it don't even have it. Yeah. So 
beware the quiet guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that it's so funny that you say that because I mean, Chris loves cars and. But other than that, I'm like, hey, you want to dress a little nicer? He's like, no, I want to be one of those rich ass guys. People don't even know they're rich. And I just, not that I dress like a bum, but I just want to wear what I want to wear. I don't want to look a certain way. I'm like, okay, that's you. Where, I mean, girls are a little bit more like, I like my purses. I like my nice things. Yeah. Um, but I was just wondering, because, you know, most guys. It's important. Look, money, uh, money's freedom, right? Mm -hmm. To go yes. and live, live the life you want. And if you're into cars or in the, you know, I'm into sneakers, you know, I probably yeah. spent more and, you know, a little more in sneakers than I probably should have, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, that's, you know, as far as the dressing nice thing, I don't know, in Vegas, you see this a lot. Rule number one, like never mess with the dude in the club wearing sweatpants. You yeah. Know? <laughs> he obviously knew someone to be there. Don't mess with them. Really? So, yeah. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. That's true. Because if not, they wouldn't have let him in. Exactly. Damn. That's crazy. Okay. All right. So have you found that you attract more women now that you have more money? Uh, well, look, that's, that's maybe another reason why I try to be quieter about us. I don't know. So I mean, I'm humble, try to be subtle about stuff. Yeah. I've never led with that in my life. Um, I think that's really important for any guys listening out there. Um, so I don't know if I attract more women, but I will say that as ghost has grown and as you know, being CEO, founder, owner of it, like I definitely have to, I definitely am a little more conscious of, um, motives and intent. I kind of, you know, I'm probably a little bit less, I have a little more of a wall up or just a little bit more, um, I don't know, slower with that. Yeah, no, which I mean, you should. You kind of have to be, you right? You kind of, you have to be. Even me, like, that I don't own, like, such a big brand like that. Like, when it comes to friendships, I'm the same way. And people sometimes take that as, like, oh, you know, she's not friendly. And it's not that I'm not friendly because I will always be friendly, but you have to have a wall up a yeah. little bit because you don't, you do not know what people's intentions are half yeah. the time, so. If anything, I think it's, hugely amplified like my love for all my like, day ones mm -hmm. like the people the kids i grew like i had a couple friends in vegas last weekend um took them out for the weekend uh, i went i was in, like elementary school with these guys they never left home i'm the one that left home mm -hmm. right so that makes me happy yeah as like the most fulfilling like kind of weekend ever and i had a great time but those guys are going to talk about that for the rest of their life yeah you know and i think that that's um to me that's what life's all about now but yeah meeting new people whether it's you know romantic platonic whatever like yeah i kind of have to be a little more a little more at least just conscious that, you know, might not be, might not be like, you know, pure motives. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, as someone who lives in Vegas, parties hard and has seen it all. Do you believe in monogamy? Uh, yeah, I don't think any of those things are really related. I think, think so? like, I think like living in Vegas, either number one, you're sucked in. Mm hmm or number two, you're kind of just desensitized to it. Yeah. You know, I never have FOMO because there's always something going on yeah. all the time. If anything, uh, being, you know, one of the only people in my friend group, like local friend group, who's, you know, our age that doesn't work in, you know, hospitality. I, I always like laugh my ass off waking up on Sunday morning because I was in bed early. I'm up early and like I got all the messages like you out, you out. No, I was sleeping. But um, so that's, I think, like as far as living in Vegas and all that. As far as like seeing seeing it all, I think if anything that maybe makes monogamy that much more attractive. Mm -hmm. It's maybe it's a money. It's kind of like the money thing or whatever. Like yeah, you can go, you can do all these things. Sure, does it make you happy? Does it not make you happy? How do you feel around when you're doing those things versus not? Like I think you got to put your own energy and vibe in check sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I think if anything, it makes having like that one person that much more of a attractive option. Um, living and seeing all those things. Yeah. So no, I agree. I mean, I just I know you. I, I don't think with you living in Vegas, you know, it doesn't change that, but like you see a lot. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, it can be a little bit like, damn, like people are just not faithful nowadays. And it's a little bit harder if you are put in a position where you're constantly traveling, you're constantly partying. You're Yo, the, const real, the real question isn't about living in Vegas. The real question is because you have Instagram, do you live in, do you believe in monogamy? Cause That's you see true. way more stuff go down, That's you true. know, in but, the DMs. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're so right though. I mean, I think it all depends what circles you run in, mm -hmm. but I actually think that having like having access or, or being able to have access to almost anything, which anybody in Vegas kind of does, because it's just all there in your face all the time, twenty four seven. It's not a bad, not a bad place to start from, because yeah, it's all there. So, question is like, really, what do you want? Right. You know, you don't have to worry about like me going on a trip to I don't know what Miami. Like everything is there all the time, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think it really allows you, okay, cool. You can do this, you do that, get out of your system or try something new, whatever you want. 
But then at the end of the day, like, you know, what makes you feel the best? Like, what are you looking for long-term? So I think if anything, it's made monogamy, maybe a more attractive. Still haven't found like, you know, the right, maybe the right person at this point, but you know, TBD. Okay. I like your answer. I was just wondering, cause it is, it's, it's hard. And I, I can't remember the guy that, uh, said this, but it's like, you know, guys are like, Oh, I'm so faithful to my wife. And he's like, well, have you been put in situations where you have to have been tested? Are you faithful to your wife just because you work in like a small town, you go to work, come home and that's it. Or are you faithful to your wife yeah. while traveling, while partying, while doing all these business meetings? That's what really differentiates you from another person being faithful. Yeah. So, you know, just the, and like you said, it depends on the crowd that you're with. If they were like, if you're with a partner and they respect that, but you know, nowadays it is a little bit harder. There is a lot more temptation. I will say that. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think, and it, it does come down to being able to kind of tune some of that stuff out. Yeah. You know, my favorite part about living in Vegas, that Vegas actually has an off switch, you know, and if you've never like kind of been off the strip in Vegas, or like to, you know, kind of one of the burbs around there, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but you know, the crazy that everyone pictures when you say Vegas, it's one street. Yeah. So like how many cities in, in the world do you judge off one street, you know, just a strip. So I don't know. I, like I said, I love Vegas cause yeah, you have access to all the crazy world's best clubs, bars, restaurants, you name it. But at the same time, you also have kind of peace and quiet. Mountains can get in my car and not talk to anybody for the day, go to the office, get stuff done, mm -hmm. easy to travel in and out of. So it's a dope spot to live, but you're right. Like having access to everything, I think it's a good gut check for who you want to be. Right. I like that answer. Okay. So as CEO, you are constantly making, constantly making big decisions and traveling every other day from what I see. From what I know, you travel a lot. What did you do to manage your mental health? Um... I'm very blessed that the line between work and fun for me is really thin and I love what I do and I love who I do it with. So I haven't necessarily needed to maybe slow it down like some other people do or like kind of have like a just complete disconnect to make sure that, you know, I'm keeping my, my mental health um, in check just because I'm enjoying it kind of so much. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's, it's important to have, have like kind of breaks. And I think some hobbies are like some things that kind of, you know, recharge the batteries outside of ghost too. But for the, for the most part, I think that ghost has been a lesson of if you combine something you're super passionate about with something you're, you know, pretty good at or have some knowledge of and, and surround yourself with good people. I mean, look at what can happen and, yeah. you know, maybe you've been able to go faster than most because, because I haven't needed the, the, the breaks or like kind of, you know, mental health side of it. Okay. Um, do you, have you gotten to a point where you ever feel like overwhelmed? Um, no, not really. And I don't know, like pilot background stars, whatever you want to credit for it. I think I'm very like lucky that I kind of think I can, can kind of take a lot. Mm -hmm. It's important though, that you are in enough in touch with yourself that if it is getting to be like too much or you do need to step away that you know who you can call and like where you, where you can go. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. So I've got some things that I can like decompress with play acoustic guitar. It's a bit, it's been a big one for me that just I step away music just in general, okay. but yeah, for the most part, again, I've just, I've like, I feel like ghosts have just taken so many different things that I love and people I love and it's all kind of wrapped into ghost. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, that's super healthy. On the other hand, you can say it's not healthy yeah. either, um, but it's worked for me so far. Also probably now that your team is bigger and taking some pressure off of your daily tests probably helps too, right? Yeah. And that's a different kind of, that's, that's required a different kind of like mindset for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, like letting go is tough. You know, yeah. Ghost is your baby, right? Yeah. But at the same time, very blessed to kind of continue to build a great team around me that can kind of start to off offload that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I think that's, that's what's mo most important. Okay. All right, let's get into some fun ones, all right? All right, you live a very good work-life balance. You have a good time. I want to know what your craziest night has been. Like, did you travel somewhere? Did you meet a celebrity on accident? Like, I remember, I mean, I feel like for me, the craziest night with you was when we were in San Diego and we almost went to Tijuana and oh I didn't God. have my fucking passport. Oh, and yeah. you guys are like, let's go to Tijuana. And I was like, listen, you guys are all white. I'm not. They're not, they're going to question so me funny. on the way back. Yeah. You know what's funny? I've actually never been to Tijuana. Um, so I don't know where that came from that night. We were like, we were like so down to go. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I grew up on the East coast. So you, I don't even had, I hadn't really had a concept of how close Tijuana is to San Diego. Uh -huh. And then like one of my friends kind of did that trip after a night out. So yeah, that's funny. Cause I've never gone my craziest night. I mean, I oh man, there's so many places I can go with this. I, I think, um, there is, there was, a. Uh, this is a couple years ago. Okay. Um, but I, uh, 
I was out in Vegas for, I, I wasn't living back there yet. I was still living in Chicago where headquarters is. And I went out to Vegas. Uh, I don't really remember what the point of that weekend was, whether I was meeting up with friends for some, like, I don't know what was exactly going on. And I land and my ex had hits me up as soon as I land. And she's like, uh, are you there with this person with this girl? I'm like, no, like I told you, I don't even know that. Like, I don't even know her sent like sent, sent somebody like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where the connection was, but I don't even know her and you know, nothing to, but anyways, she was my ex and she shouldn't even call me in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting to, uh, I'm waiting to meet up with some friends who are like kind of, they were actually at, at a big fight that night. They're in a Canelo fight that night. Okay. And, um, waiting with them to be done with the fight. We're going to meet up and go out. And I'm sitting there like kind of just having some drinks, waiting for them. And the wheels start turning. I'm like, yo, this girl. And, and the, the person that, that she was asking about is pretty big influencer. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know where the celebrity line is, but mm-hmm. you know, and I was, so I'm sitting there. I was like, they're in town too. Maybe I should just like, yeah. you know, so I just did the thing where I responded to a story and I was like, Oh man, you're in Vegas too. You know? And then, <laughs> And uh, she was like, actually, I need to get away from the group I'm with. Like, what are you doing? And I was okay. like, no way. So we, uh, I was like, look, I'm meeting up with some friends. We're going out, have a table, whatever. So um, she came in and met up with us. And we're walking in, walking into this club together uh, with some of my other friends. And I'm just talking to her. So, we, you know, we had like maybe chat a little bit, but, you know, don't know her at all. She's a big name. And uh, my buddy's ordering the bottles and I look over and like, it's literally like my ex of like three years since before I met the other girl. I'm a serial monogamist. So I've like been in like multi-year relationships like my whole mm-hmm. life. And I, I look, I look and I'm like, Oh my God, that's like my other ex. I'm like, is she the ex that messaged you? What is no, oh, no. Okay, I'm okay. like, what is, I'm like, what is actually going, <laughs> like, what is actually going on right now? So I've got like one ex messaging me. Are you there with this girl? I'm like, heck no. She's like a celebrity. I don't really know her. My ex before her of like three years is like now waiting on us. And I'm like, you know, Oh my what God. is what is happening? So tequila was flowing and uh, had a good night. But yeah. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I think I, yeah, yeah you, you, you probably it. might. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. It was it was a good. Yeah, I'm glad that's you had how a good that night. that's how that went down. Oh wow, it's that's totally, so crazy. Totally unexpected, but. You did know, you per- did you post anything so your ex could see him? No, like, no. <laughs> but you know, there's a lesson there for uh-huh. for the guys or girls. Like like, be careful about planting seeds. Yeah. Cause they might grow. Yeah. No, know? I mean, how is it that she I probably like, wouldn't even, that would not even cross my mind. That's so true. And I was like, Oh man, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You start planting seeds, you start making accusations, you form a unit and then the rest is history. Be careful with that. I like that advice. That's very true. Yeah. Cause sometimes you're like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah. But Hey, that person's become like, been like a lifelong friend since. So. Oh, that's you know, good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what is the craziest female you have come across? Um, Crazy what way? Like stalkerish or like always blowing up your phone. Like is, has there been like any crazy girls that you've encountered? Like wouldn't leave you alone at night. Like you, you made some signal signals that you were like not interested. Like, have you ever like came across any females like that? You know, I think I've been pretty lucky over the years and I've, I've also been, you know, careful, like who I kind of even let, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the, into the circle a little bit, but the first thing that comes to mind, there was this, there was this one girl for, I think we like went out on one date and this was a long time ago and I'll date it because of the movie that I'm about to mention, like as far as when that was, it was a while ago, but yeah, she just went out on one date and then I was still flying. So this is more than 10 years ago, yeah. still flying, but my God, just nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And I was finally back. So when I was flying and I lived in Connecticut, New York, they used to send me down for the winters down to like the Miami area because it was snowing up in the Northeast and I'd be flying, flying single pilot stuff. The Bahamas gone for the season. I'm back home. My birthday is June one. Mm-hmm. So, um, she's like, I want to see you for your birthday. I haven't even seen you or spoken to you for like seven, eight months. She's like, no, I'm coming over. I'm bringing some, like, I'm picking up sushi. I'm coming over. I've been home for like one day. I'm like, well, my roommates like home. Cause I had a roommate back then. Like my room, my roommate's home too. So if you're going to do that, you need to bring some like sushi for him too. Oh my gosh. So she does. Okay. She comes over. And I shit you not. She's like, okay, I brought a movie that we can watch too. This is like DVD area era too. Uh-huh. She, the movie she puts in is he's just not that in you. What? I'm like, yo, there's no, (laughs) there's no way. There's no way. So that's like a funny, crazy, super stalker, crazy. I don't know. I haven't had any like horror. I don't know. That's good. But again, I will say this, the choice is limited. Cause again, my whole life for the most part, I've been in some pretty long relationships. Like I think five years, maybe like four or five years, 
the two, three years. And then um, my ex, last ex that you know is like another four or five years. So yeah. it's most of my life. Yeah. And you haven't been in a relationship since. Mm-hmm. Okay. After that, I kind of made a promise to myself. And like, look, I, you know, relationships work or don't work for a lot of reasons. And one, one, you know, reason I've always been quiet on social media about that is I hate people that are posting one thing one day and then it's a total new person, this and that consistency is important. And then I'll shot you from the rooftops. But, um, I think for a lot, the first few years of ghost, I was dealing with a lot at home. I didn't talk about it, didn't share about a lot and wasn't really anyone's business. And I also wanted to make sure that I got to a good place, at least personally with that situation before talking about it to anyone else. Cause you know how it is. We've all like kind of been like, Oh my God, this girl or this guy. And then you kind of have to back, walk that back with your friends cause yeah. you want to make it work. So I didn't right. want to do that. So I kept yeah. it all to myself. Well, when that thing finally ended, I was like, you know, I basically grew ghost in some respects with one arm tied behind my back for the first like three, four years of the brand. And I don't want to do that again to myself. I don't want to do that to ghosts. I don't want to do that to Ryan and the people counting on me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to focus on the brand. And no matter who I meet or what happens, it's this is ghost time. I have to put ghost first. It doesn't matter. And you know what? Honestly, like I, I met some some great people in the last couple of years that because my focus was ghost, it probably wasn't the right time. And, you know, uh that that is what it is, but that was really what I needed to do for me and, and the brand and I owe it to everyone. So oh, that's good. I yeah. mean that's good thinking. Um, do you have a type of girl or are you kinda like, she's attractive, she's attractive? Yeah, not really. I think that's more more vibes than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um I mean for, from what I know from you though, you <laughs> you get very attractive females, like very model that, model status <laughs> females, Dad. So yeah, I feel I mean, like you do have like I a mean, type. <laughs> Or you, like, you just attract that look, type. So, you know, looks are obviously important. And when yeah. this says they're not, they're not telling the truth. Right. I think for me, it's a yes, no, do not pass go question. And again, it's the first question. Are you attracted to this person? Yes, no. Mm-hmm. If yes, proceed. If no, game yeah. over. Yeah. But if yes, you proceed to everything else that is way more important than looks. Yeah. Right. right. Um, that's just always how, how I've attracted. But I don't, I don't know that I have like a specific type, at least like kind of physically or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, you know, I love the travel I love the E. I love the, you know, um, so I think like having a lot of some of those things in common is important. I think it's also been important. Any, any friend or relationship I've had over the years, it's really important to me that they have something they're passionate about because I'm all in with ghost. Mm -hmm. And what I've found, it just does not work if I'm all in with this thing and they're like sitting home bored. Like no guy likes to hear the girls like bored or sitting at home or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that they need to have their own thing. Yeah. You know, but that's my last question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, in a relationship, do you like being the breadwinner or do you look for someone who can contribute and has their shit together? Well, con- contribution has a lot of different definitions too. Because it's like, not about, I mean, look, especially at this point, it's not about money, right? Right, but so, like has something for herself going. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean she has to contribute to financially, but yeah. like she has something so going. Impo- I, think, I think that's important in a relationship. Because yeah. if there's a, if there's a, like a passion mismatch there where like one partner is all in on something and that other person like, it's like, well- I don't know. I want you to be all in on me. Like that's, that's been tough for me in the past too. Yeah. So I think it's important that they just have something they're passionate about, regardless of if it's making them money or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from, from there you can try to build your thing. Right? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, there's just some men who are just like, uh, you know, I'm the breadwinner. I like for my significant other to stay at home and that's it. But I know there are men who like for their significant other to have something going on. And personally, I, I think I agree with you. I think when, you know, like take Christian and Heidi, for example, Christian works so hard. And one of the reasons why they've been able to work out as long as yeah, they have so is because she. she has yeah. so much shit. And same with us, like Chris and I, like, I feel like it would be very hard if we're both busy with work. Like if I was busy or I had goals and he didn't or vice versa, I feel like it would be very hard. But there are people who are, you know, as and it doesn't even, and you know, it doesn't even have to be work. It yeah. just has to be something that they're passionate yeah. about that they, they love spending their time on that allows me to kind of go and, and do my thing and take care of business. Mm-hmm. So I can go put food, food on the table. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's always been an adventure. So. Okay. So before we end off, cause I kind of skipped this question. Do you f- think of yourself a more of a boob guy or an ass guy? Is like 
C or D, all the above an answer? Or like, <laughs> You're like, I want them to all be balanced yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, I'll, I want I'll, them to be beautiful. I want them to have nice tits and a nice ass. So here's, yeah. But, and, and look, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be vague on purpose. No. But, but what, I, what I say is this, look, look, uh, I've, I've dated girls um, that, uh, you know, um, are like, have big boobs. I've dated girls that have like small ones. Um, I've dated girls. Like, I think it's more of a total package. It's a vibe thing. It's a vibe thing. I you know, yeah. I think like, you know, whatever your look is rocket, you do that. That's sexy. Yeah. Right? And then from Pumpkins. there. Yeah. And then from like, yeah, that's, that's the most important thing, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if I've really steered to one or the other, probably more boobs than ass. If I had, if I had to pick one, probably what I go with. Yeah. Okay. All right. So before we end it, is there any kind of advice you would like to give the females, whether it be business or anything? Do you, you know, and that's the most important thing. Like, you know, we live in this world where everyone's got an opinion on what you should be doing or how you should be doing it, what you should say, you know, you've got like your old school, you know, mentality, you got your new school mentality. It's funny. Like I, sometimes I don't even know if I should hold doors anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm like an old school, like gentleman type. I, I'm like, yeah, I'll always don't hold the door for me. I can do like whatever the world is like, it is a shitty place right now. Yeah. Most important for any woman out there is just do you. Right. Whatever makes you happy, makes you fulfilled, you know, that is the probably the most important thing. And when you're talking about like, you know, whether it's looks or passion projects or anything, like just rock it. Yeah. You know, and I think for anybody listening, like the reality is life short. You have to surround yourself with people that you want to be. You have to do what you what makes you happy in the moment and today because, you know, tomorrow's not promised to any of us. I think when you look at all these things, like that's exactly how we've gotten here with Ghost. Anything we've achieved with Ghost is just by seizing the day, yeah. you know, and leaving it all out there. So, well, thank you so much for joining thank me you. on the podcast. Thank it's not you. as bad as maybe you thought it was no, going to no. That is crazy. No. Guys, I don't know what it is about, like, even like uh, the owner of Dark Sports, like, I don't know if I want to be on your podcast. Are you going to ask me all these sex questions? I'm like, I told you I was no. down and I told you that there's nothing off limits. So I know, I know. I feel, I feel like I got off easy. Well, I, just I, I listen, I listen, I listen to some of the other ones. I'm like, all right, all right, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I'm like, yesterday, Chris was coming out with more questions and he was like, you should ask him this. And I'm like, what if he like, I don't want to put him on the spot like that. I'm like, cause it could be a lot. Cause you know, I, I think I, I thrive being put on the spot. You like being put on the spot? I, I think I thrive. I think I thrive in that situation, but also, also, I don't know. One of the perks of owning your own company is like, I don't report to anybody. So, yeah. you know. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I couldn't think of any more. I mean, I think the craziest question that I probably had was like, well, the one I always ask, like, do you eat ass? It's 2022. <laughs> <laughs> True. I feel like, you know, nowadays it's so normal to, to do it. I mean, mostly if I talk to any guys, they mostly say yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's normal. Um, I think another question I had was like, what's the craziest like night in bed that you've had? I don't even know. <laughs> Some of these just require like thinking. A lot like, of you thinking, I mean? yeah. Like, mm, you have to sit was, back and you have like, to what think. What was like, what was like crazy? I don't know. Um, I mean, the story I already told was pretty crazy, but yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyways, thank you for coming no, on. Thank I you so much. You so I appreciate much. it. Um, so yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for watching. And happy and birthday, listening. by thank the you. way. Thank you. I don't want to keep aging. I'm like, take me back. But honestly, like every year just keeps getting better and better. Hell How old yeah. are you now, Dad? 36. Okay. Hey, you look great. You look great though. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Dan's all Dan socials, even though he doesn't really post, will be listed below, get better. but ghost, all the ghost socials will be listed for you guys below. So thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>